Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. This week, the film that holds a very special place in uh, certainly Mr. Kenby Wild's heart. It does indeed. It's the 1997 film Promutos. Promutos, the Lord of the Living Dead, or Degefallen Engel. The, the Fallen, fallen Angel. angel. Yeah, of yeah. course, yes. Yeah, we all sprechen the Deutsche. C. <laughs> oh, sacrilege. You have fallen from the skies, you shining sun of dawn. You have been struck down to the soil, conqueror of nations. But Lucifer was not the first fallen angel. A long time before Jonas was stricken with the Banish, and even before Primutos had to part from God's side, Primutos was the oldest of his kind, the ruler of life and death. Incarnated in the flesh, he will return to Earth to spread disease, envy, death. It's uh, written, directed, and starring Olaf Ittenbach. An absolute genius, as far as I'm concerned. It's a German splatter comedy film, I guess. Horror, zombie, yeah, special effects fest. Uh, the DVD cover, uh, just as a little um, side note, <laughs> I first heard about this film through Kenby Wild. This is one of the first film- films that he um, he lent to me. And the DVD cover has no one appearing in the film on it at all. Yeah, it, it, it's an amazing thing, actually. It, it's the Shocko-Rama cinema release that I've had. Yeah. Uh, this is the, it's the second time I've actually owned it because I lent it to somebody and never got it back, so I had to buy another copy. Um and yeah, there's, there's three people on the front. Uh, none of them are in the film. And uh, nothing remotely relating to them is happening in the film. The Shakarama edition that Ken has was released in 2002 and was the first English dub of the film. So chances are if you own this this film, this is a copy you'll probably most likely have if you have it in the English dub. Speaking of that, the English dub uh, is pretty much what makes this film. Because the, the DVD that I've got, as I mentioned, it's got the English dub and the original German language. However, if you watch the original German language, there are no subtitles. So it is just the original German language version, which makes no sense, of course. But it, it, it's almost as though the English dub version is a totally different film. Like they weren't given the script. They just have made up their own stuff. It's almost a character on its own. The, yeah, the film. yeah, which, which is it's it's like some of the scenes in the film are actually quite horrific. They are quite nasty and they're quite like disturbing, and the the horror is good. But not sure if you were to watch it in the full German language and understand it, whether there would be the same sort of comedy value to it. Um, I don't know if we'll ever find that out. To be honest, I, I'd rather not watch it in German mm. and find that the subtitles are very serious because. That's not why I love this film. <laughs> no. I say it falls into that splatter genre of things like Brain Dead 
Um, yeah, or dead, dead, dead alive. Yeah, dead, that, dead that alive one. for you Americans or bad taste. Anything like Peter Jackson in his earlier years, like that splatter gore comedy stuff. It it is often is one of those. I think uh, if you if you look the film up, it's one of the constant things. Is this more gory than Brain Dead, Dead Alive? Um, I don't know. It's, it's it's a different kind of gore. This is it's like dirty gore. This is whereas the other ones like uh, it's it's cartoon. It's it's bright red. This is sort of like black, black blood, dark red blood. It just looks, it kind of looks more realistic in that aspect. And it's Ola Fettenbach, the uh, the director, writer, star, producer, and it pretty much made everything, did the tea, did, did the, a lot. Uh, he was a special effects um, guy. He's worked in other films where he's just a special effects guy. And it's all practical, all practical effects and this this for me is just one of his, his best. It's just one of his most enjoyable, especially. Totally agree. And uh, the film starts with a voiceover. There's, there's quite a bit of voiceover in this film. Yeah, and, and, and again, is I don't know if that's the intended like dialogue of the voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> we, we'll never find out. If, if you were to look at it as a serious horror film, um, it's it's quite complicated. Yeah, because it's it like it it transcends through time, and uh, we 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 go through all kinds of different eras of this. But the the, the main comedy is sort of like now time. It's actually quite a complicated film. A lot of his films deal with stuff like this, like a living hell kind of thing. But <laughs> so they they are also quite funny. And again, I'm not sure whether it is just because it's dubbed that this is funny. I, I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll never find out, and I hope I never do. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! The first decapitation in this film clocks in in forty three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and quite right too. Uh, we see there's a battlefield. There's people on pikes. Yeah, this is ten twenty four. Of course, the yes. uh, the infamous year of <laughs> whatever's going on here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's people on pikes. There's stabs to death. There's people. There's someone who's been who's just thrown on a fire whilst yeah. alive. Yeah, he's just chucked in. Lots of blood. Uh, there's a skeleton. It's regrowing its flesh, very similar to if you think of Frank from uh, Hellraiser. Yeah, I've written the Hellraiser connection there. Yeah. yeah, it's just like reverse film of the skin going back onto the skull, the head, the face, and everything. And by the time that regenerates to a human, they get and then gets stabbed. And then we get hit with the title card. So already you're thinking, I have no idea what the hell is going on. Yeah, in this with, film. without the voiceover, and the voiceover is quite poor actually as well. The voice itself is like almost like somebody's trying to get you to go to sleep. It, it turns out that what what the plot is, as much as we can get from it, before Lucifer, there was there was another angel that fell, and it was Prometheus. So Prometheus was cast out of heaven before Lucifer was, and uh, and he is the the ruler of the living dead and, yeah. and well, the living and the dead, I guess he's, he's like can affect both. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a religious kind of thing, but at the same time, that's not really why you're watching the film. No. <laughs> so don't let that worry you too much. No. As I say, there's a title card, the voiceover carries on and we meet Rudolph um, and he's digging up a grave. As yeah. We... Yeah. He's, he's in 1942. Yes. <laughs> so, so we've skipped time by like straight away. We're in like 900 years in the future. What we know about Rudolph is that his wife has died and he's desperately searching for a way to bring her back from the dead. Yeah. He's, um, he's got a book. 
uh, you know, you know, when you find a book, and yeah. you read it, and you think, "Oh yeah, I could bring my dead wife back to life with it." Yeah, that's what that's what happens with Rudolph. Uh, he's he's well underway with that. He's heard stories of, during the war. A Russian soldier spoke of a, a soldier who died, came back as a beast, and there's there's murders, but the graves are empty. A few days later, it's 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 it, it, it all pretty much sets the scene for a, a serious horror film. Until the angry mob turn up, <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> some of my favourite characters in this. Yeah, and and the angry mob is the worst angry mob ever committed to film. It's so shit. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah, just all like pathetically delivered as they're sort of really, really lacklusterly trying to get the door down in this place. Yeah, I mean the acting adds to it as well because they're not really doing much. Come on, break come it on, down. break it break down. It in. Go, Bust do it. it open. Do it. Get in there. Come on, open it. Goddamn. Come on, come on. we have harder. to get in there. Get it harder. Come on, we gotta stop the bastard. He's evil. That's it. Crazy. You can't do this That's anymore. It. Break it down. Get through there. Inside, there's some corpses because they finally <laughs> get involved. They they get inside after they've hit it harder. Yeah, and we see uh, there's a skinless corpse that's hanging upside down from the ceiling. Yeah, again, quite nice. Yeah, it is actually. It's a good effect. Yeah, yeah. This it's a really. I mean, obviously, as he is a special effects guy, it's pretty brilliant. And more just amazing dubbing. You've got uh, a lot of people saying, "Oh my god!" Very like whispered. Someone says, "What kind of madman would do this?" Someone just simply shouts, "This is crazy!" <laughs> <laughs> they're all right we see a, a cross-eyed burnt corpse his flesh is his flesh is uh black and his eyes are uh facing inwards and uh one of the angry mob members gets out a, a picture of a of a cross-eyed man and shouts that's my father <laughs> yeah. and then it cuts again to the cross-eyed corpse see so that's what makes you kind of think of this is a comedy even in German, this is probably a comedy, but just not sure. Not sure whether it is the dubbing or whether it was intended that way. Yeah. You look it up on uh, IMDb, it does say comedy, then yeah. horror. Now, one guy gets his hand ripped off straight away, and that's some more gore Yeah, yeah for just, he's just bitten his hand clean off. Yeah. And, th- and then they decide, let's just burn the place down. So they do. It's just set on fire, and it yeah, burns pe- down. Petrol thrown everywhere, isn't there? Meanwhile, Rudolph is blissfully unaware that this is going on. He's still digging up the graves. He, he takes a skeleton. Uh, just as the, you can see the uh, the pitchforks and stuff of the gang and the torches turn on. Why does he take that skeleton? Do we actually know? Yeah, I think he's he's believing that is the skeleton of Prometheus. I'm guessing. I don't know. Right. It's difficult to actually know who Prometheus is throughout all of this. Yeah. Apparently, he is he is the first fallen angel, but his son should get him back to humanity. And so I don't really know. Yeah. As I said, it's it's actually really confusing. If you watched it as a serious film, you'd probably not have a clue what's going on. Actually, my copy wasn't great to be honest with you in terms of like how it looked but does rudolph run into a tree yeah he's carrying a corpse and i think he hits he hits a tree with the corpse and he falls over yeah it's it's like when you try and get through a doorway with a plank of wood in the old slapstick uh, comedy films yeah yeah but he he does that and he, he falls down 
he's um he's attacked uh, by somebody who's on his own. I don't know how he's caught up with him that quick. He shouts, "You scumbag!" and <laughs> <Yeah>, "You rat!" <laughs> and this is like, again a, a good effect. Yeah, Rudolph overpowers him and he, he falls back against the tree. And uh, then he just slams a shovel into his face. Yeah, like uh, just, just just below the eyes, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and he's just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I still don't know how it was done. No. I, I watched it again yesterday for this, and uh, I've never known how that was done because he seems to be a normal person. Yeah, he's probably just killed someone, I guess. <laughs> and he gets a shovel into his face. Yeah, and Rudolph just simply goes home. Yeah, well, he's got to, he's got stuff to do. And his wife, you see a corpse, she's lying in bed. Yeah, um, dead, obviously. Yeah, and she, she sort of wakes up, uh, starts shaking a lot, and uh, I think she accidentally uh, accidentally tips some of the, the liquid that yeah, gets poured yeah. down her throat because uh, the husband pours this yellow liquid he's been making. Yeah, he, he, he makes her drink some yellow shit. She gets up, starts flailing around, knocks some of the yellow liquid onto the, the corpse he dug up, which is on the floor. Uh, she she sort of runs around for a bit in the house, and then her head just explodes, <laughs> which is funny. She pulls her own face off as well. Yes. Oh, honestly, yeah, I mean the, the special effects in this are fantastic, and I keep mentioning it, and I probably will continue to keep mentioning it. But yeah, she pulls her own face off, and uh, then her head just explodes. Do we know what the budget was for this? Because it seems very very low budget, but. Uh, the effects are very, very good for the, for the budget. I would imagine the entire budget is on this because, as I say, like he he made it all himself, didn't he? So it's like uh, plus he's in it, so it's like they run out of budget for actors as well. Is he in all of his films or just the first few? So he was in that other one we watched, wasn't he? He's in a, he's in quite a few of the earlier ones. Yeah, yeah. So I've got him in a couple of the others. Uh, I'm a big fan, by the way, of Olaf Hittenbach, which is why we're talking about it like this. Uh, I've got quite a few of his DVDs, just bought his new uh, Blu-ray release as well, which I believe there's another one coming uh, at the end of this year. But uh, No Reason has recently come out on uh, Blu-ray, unearthed films, and uh, <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> but he's brilliant. He's brilliant at what he does. He's not in that one, so I think it was just the first ones. Couldn't really afford to pay actors, so he's in them. Yeah, does a good job. <laughs> I like him. He's actually quite a likeable character. You've got a likeable face. If you're out there, Olaf, I like your face. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Yeah, and the, the angry mob break into the house, and uh, it looks at this point is that Rudolph set up some sort of Home Alone-style booby traps. Yeah, uh, like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, where uh, Nancy sets up the thing where she looks like home protection stuff with a sledgehammer attached to the ceiling and everything. Yeah. But... Um, <laughs> it also helps Rudolph out that the angry mob are still as shit as they were at the beginning. Yeah, it's, it's their gunshot that actually sets the trap off, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, it's like the first guy into the room just falls over, shoots nothing. It ricochets off a couple of things, hits a rope, uh, it disconnects a pickaxe that's attached to the ceiling, and it's straight into his own eye. You know, the usual thing. Yeah. <laughs> I've got one set up by my front door. Yeah, and then there's the mayor as well, who, who seems to die from a ricochet as <laughs> so, well. So, yeah, somebody else shoots, but we're not sure why they're still shooting after yeah. that one. But somebody else shoots, and that ricochets off, and uh, that shoots somebody in the in square in the head. Yeah, which I believe is the mayor. Like he's the, He was the main man at the beginning. It, it is, because somebody says, you killed the mayor, you monster. <laughs> yeah. Rudolph's still saying, oh, I can bring him back. 
Yeah, he keeps apologising, yeah, doesn't he's he? He's just basically saying, I, I can bring everyone back, so if anyone dies, I can just bring them back, so leave me alone. The uh, the mob is shouting, kill him, I want to see his blood. <laughs> Don't let him live. Yeah, we will chop you up. <laughs> Don't let him live. And The, the, the yeah. easier way of that is just shouting to kill him, like, yeah. like somebody else has already done, but, uh, you know. Meanwhile, the body on the floor that had the, the uh, liquid spilled on it suddenly comes to life and gave me my first uh, laugh out loud moment when I was watching it because uh, it, it raises up and um, it bites one of the guy's dick off. Yeah, it immediately, it. immediately goes straight for the groin because yeah, that's, that's the sort of like height it's at. It's just sat up. So Yeah, bites its dick off and then in response to that, the guy who's had this happen to him just simply shoots himself in the head. <laughs> <laughs> through the mouth through the mouth <laughs> he yeah. screams looks around and then just shoots himself in the in the head <laughs> yeah that's probably what would happen it's just, just you, get your, you get your penis bitten off you're gonna shoot yourself in the mouth it's just such a ridiculous reaction that like instantly <laughs> just thought oh well and just shoots himself in the head well, you know it's a decision you've got to make it's split second <laughs> the mob uh, they kill the zombie that's on the floor that's just uh, attacked one of their mates and, and uh, they, they then turn their guns onto Rudolph who's still trying to apologise he's still saying I can bring him back it's like I think that's the problem Rudolph and then there's someone that says let's burn the shack down <laughs> I want you to play that because yeah I will <laughs> His voice, yeah. That, that's a good impression. I've, I've been working on my impression of him. <laughs> we'll see who's his best when you play the real real soundtrack. He just says, Let's burn the shack down! <laughs> so you can play that now. Let's burn the shack down! Yeah, throws gasoline everywhere, then sets. Uh, he gets a match out of his, out of his jacket <laughs> and sets it on fire. Ends up setting the person in front of him fully on fire. <laughs> And I think I think it's the same guy that said you killed the mayor. Yeah. Shouts, you set fire to the mayor's son, you moron. Yeah, and he's like, who, me? And pulls a really stupid face. <laughs> yeah. So it's a bad night altogether for the mayor's family. Yeah. He's died through his own people shooting him, and then his son's died through his own people setting him on fire. Uh, Rudolph somehow is still alive. He's been shot about 60 times, I think, but he's yeah. still alive, and he's, uh, he's trying to get... You know, uh, drag himself to his feet as the house blows up. Worth pointing out that I think half of the gang are trying to stop Rudolph, who's just one man. I think half of them died by their own people being ridiculous. As I said, the worst angry mob you've ever seen on film. You spoke about. Um, in other films that we've watched where you were expecting to be a really good film and it turned out to be really, really bad, was it was this one that you bought expecting to enjoy it for being bad or did you buy it thinking it was going to be in a... I, I honestly don't know with Prometheus. I can't remember whether I already knew it was going to be funny. All I can remember is I, I knew it was it was gory. Is that what made you buy the film was the, the gore thing? Yeah, so I, I bought it because it was... Um, I used to go through like search out gore films and what people recommended, and that was on eBay. That was like years and years ago before before you can actually just search a film and it shows up regardless. You had to actually really, really try. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm really, really pleased I found this. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Uh, we meet uh, Matthias now. This is played by Olaf Ittenbach. Yes, the man himself. Uh, he's reading a sign outside a, a, a building and whilst cleaning his teeth with his jumper. 
Yeah, it turns out he's going to the dentist. Yes, uh, there's blood coming out of the sort of rinse thing that you know they yeah, stick the, in the, your mouth. The suction pipe yeah. thing, there, yeah, to clear the saliva. But we, yeah, he's, he's he has hallucinations all the way through that you're not really sure what the hell's going on. This is his first one, and he's actually wide awake on this one. The rest mm. of them, he's you know, kind of had some sort of impact to make him sort of groggy and not know but this one's his first one where he's just normal i mean i'm guessing this is a a kind of uh, a precursor to the fact that primutos is coming to do whatever he's going to do to to matheus i guess which is why he's seeing all this stuff Uh, he also starts scraping his teeth and he starts screaming about it i mean this is this is the first inkling you get of the matheus character which is quite a whiny pathetic (laughs) character (laughs) um as as a little extra a fun fact, if you will, uh, Olaf Ittenbach did work as a dental technician. Oh, really? Yes. So, you know, I'm just not sure whether he, he likes dentistry <laughs> in such a way that he puts them in his films or whether it's a connection that is just random. What was the films that he did for other people as a, as a, as a makeup artist? Uh, I don't know whether you'd actually know them. I mean, a lot of them he actually just did himself. Yeah, uh, he's he's did Le, Le Petit Mort, which is the the little death, which is horrible. Actually, um, I've got that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is horrible. He only did special effects on that, but a lot of the stuff he's done special effects on, he's actually also gone on to direct as well. Yeah. Whether it was always the effect or that he wanted, or whether it was just whatever. But he started off. I think he's done, uh, you know, Blood Rain. Yeah. Yeah, the adaptation of a... Uwe Boll. Yeah. Yeah. He, did, he actually did the dental prosthetics on Blood Rain. Right. See, he's a dental technician. <laughs> we get um, shots of the German village and countryside as he's going along on his bike. He shouts, hey, Sandra, just before he flies over the bonnet of a car <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. parked. Yeah, he just, just immediately hits a, a car. Yeah, and that actually triggers a, a, a another of the flashbacks. I say these happen throughout the film, these. And uh, this is uh, the Bavarian Forest in 1293. 1293, if you remember that. We see Matthias, he's walking, he sees two men in the snow. Uh, one dragging the other, one falls down, collapses into the snow. And uh, the guy turns and says, stay away, we're marked for death. Yeah, it's a good film. Steven Seagal. He doesn't turn up, obviously, at this point. <laughs> yeah, Dom's just showing me his notes. He says, Steven Seagal, I bet Ken mentions it. <laughs> <laughs> and surely enough, he did. Because <laughs> I heard it and I was like, oh, Seagal's chasing them. Yes, yes, you win. Yes, Seagal obviously comes running through the snow. Um, snaps her neck, snaps yeah, just, her, her just, wrist, just sorry. Br- breaks their wrists and uh, throws them back into the snow. Sets fire to them, walks off. Yeah, turns out they don't mean Steven Seagal, they no. mean the plague. Yeah, yeah, marks for death as in we've got the plague. They're the Black Death, and he ends up running away from them. He sees sort of a man in slow-mo on a horse, don't know what he <laughs> not, says not to sure, him. Yeah, yeah. Not sure, yeah, not sure. He rides off past him and does shout something, but it's yeah. really slow-motion, distorted voice, and I've never known what he says. No, me neither. And then we see an old woman asking if... Uh, it looks a bit like my dad, to be honest. Uh, ask, <laughs> <laughs> asking if uh, he believes in God and that a new God is coming and we'll need to sacrifice to attract his grace. And after saying that, she pulls a head out of a bag, like a, de- a decapitated human head out of a bag. 
that's yeah. enough to wake him up. Yeah, and then he's just like, oh, bloody hell. Sandra uh, slaps him in the face. He asks her, are you busy this evening? And she says, yes, I've got ironed, I've got to iron dirty laundry. Yeah, that's not the way you do laundry. No. No, you clean it. Her. You clean it, then you iron it. Yeah. So Sandra, I don't know what she's what she's thinking. No. I don't know whether she's, you know, on the on the spot. She's thinking of a reason that she can't see Matthias. On the blob. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. <laughs> Perhaps she is. Either way, that's a stupid thing to say. Um I'm sorry. Not a stupid not a stupid <laughs> word. He says, So can I come over? No. Okay. <laughs> End of scene. Well, at least he knows <laughs> when he's defeated. Yeah, I mean, fair enough, he still tries. Maybe he could help her iron the dirty laundry. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? it? Maybe do some washing first so she can iron clean washing. I don't know. It's at this point that we get introduced to the best character in the film. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're straight in. Which is the stepdad. I've actually written dad, best character, immediately after no okay. Yeah, the stepdad Walter. His name is, and you hear the uh, there's military music playing <laughs> at all times. He says, "Hey, soldier, what happened to you?" The mom says, "Matheus, did you congratulate your father?" Yeah, she shouts a lot of stuff from that window. Yeah, and the, and Matheus says, "Congratulations on your birthday, Dad." And the dad says, "Let's skip the sentimental bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, soldier, what happened to you? I'm not a soldier, Dad. Come on, my son. Of course you're a soldier. It's about time that you get drafted. Though I think that the army has lost its edge. What the youth of today needs is some serious discipline and values. When I remember the old days... Yes, Dad, I know. Everything used to be so much tougher. You bet. You kids know nothing of the hells we suffered. Matthias, did you congratulate your father? Um... Congratulations on your birthday, Dad. Let's skip the sentimental bullshit. I did ask at this point, how, how old is Matthew supposed to be? Because yeah, I I, asked, I thought that the first time I watched it. And the mum refers to him as a child later. Yeah, he is very whiny. Again, you kind of think it's just because he couldn't afford another actor. So he's just done this film himself. And yeah. Like, I might as well be the character. He's looking through his... Uh, his... <laughs> His drawers at this point. And he's like, shit, where's my soccer shorts? Yeah, and again, you can't see him saying anything. No. It's from, it's from the rear shot, so it may or may not have been dialogue to begin with, but they've added dialogue. He, this whole thing's a mess. <laughs> yeah, he's really pissed off that someone's cleaned his uh, closet for him. He opens the, the door to his bedroom, and he's like, Mom, where's my goalie shorts at? <laughs> They're in the washing machine, to which he replies, Holy shit! (laughs) I need them for the match! Yeah, and then, if you think those voices are stupid, wait, because here comes his sister. This is what we're talking about. They must have had one female to do all of the voices, and this is the voice she decided to do for the sister. Shit! Where's my soccer stuff? When will they ever learn that my stuff has to be down here? I can't find anything. Fucking mess! Mom! Yes, what is it? Where are my goalie shorts at? In the washing machine. Holy shit! I need them for the match! I'll fix them in a minute. Yes, hurry up! Relax, I'll try and fix them for him. 
And then uh, Matheus says, yes, hurry up, and then slams the door. And it just storms the, the thing, away. The thing about his sister is uh, she actually looks like Robert Englund. <laughs> yeah. It's a very unusual, very unusual looking sister. That's, yeah. that's not the worst of what happens, obviously, involving that sister, but it's just really, really unusual. Yeah, we get a lot of like quick cuts here where we see like the uh, the dad who's um, getting stuff ready because he's uh, he's going out into the garden for his birthday. We see Matthias, he's moaning about his shorts, and then his sister turns up and wants to show him something and blindfolds him. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the dad uh, <laughs> digging in the garden, um, he's, he's doing a little bit of digging, and then he just stops, and he rests rests his hands and his head upon the, the shovel, and <laughs> I don't know if he says it out loud, or whether I think he he's, does. Yeah. I, I think he does, but he just says, uh, "My birthday just wouldn't be right without planting a little tree," <laughs> and then nods and carries on. <laughs> yeah, and I know Dom, Dom said that I lent him this film. It was one of the first ones I lent this to a lot of people, and um, I to this very day I still get a message from uh, Jeffsy if he's out there listening. And every birthday, he sends me, go plant yourself a little tree. My, my next note is that that's something that's crept into the real life. Yeah, it happens. I think you, you send me it as well. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, I have. Both, both of you send me that, yeah, yeah. Just telling me to go and plant a little tree. Yeah, and that's from this film. Um, so thank you, Olaf Ittenbach, <laughs> for introducing <laughs> a, a custom. A, a new birthday custom. And I think I, I return the favour on your birthdays. Yeah. His sister asks if he's going to uh, if he's going to his dad's birthday party. Uh, Matthew says that means Edith will show up, mm. and to which um, the sister says it's not a party without Edith. Yeah. Now I couldn't really remember Edith when I watched oh, this. Man, yeah. But fucking e- hell, Edith. Edith is the most hateable character of any film you'll ever see. Yeah. And in fact, even if you've not seen this one, she's the most hateable character of any film you've never seen. She's just massively hateable. Horrible, horrible character. Yeah. Yeah, so why the hell you would invite her to any party is a mystery. You can hear um, Matheus' sister struggling with something. Uh, what could that be, Ken? As as uh, as Matheus is blindfolded. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bondage outfit. That when he takes the blindfold off, she's standing in front of him in bondage gear. It still looks like Robert England. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. prefer to have seen Robert England in bondage gear than her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she says, "It's for Taco later." Now Taco is her boyfriend, and not uh, not just a Mexican dish. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? Dressing like that to go to get tacos. <laughs> to go and eat. Yeah. Go and eat Mexican. Well, I also really like that the dad is speaking out loud at this point, And he, he, as he's digging, he hits something. And he says, what the hell is that? Maybe it's a bomb from the last war. So he starts digging again and he says... Yeah, he gives himself a couple more options after yeah. that, doesn't he? Because he's not sure it is. So what else could it be? He said, what in God's name could it be? Money, gold, diamonds... Maybe even Hitler's diaries. <laughs> it's gone through the whole thing there. Yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the four items I tick off my list if I ever find something. Yeah, and uh, he opens the box, but we don't see it because we cut back t- to the room with Matthias and his sister. And Matthias says, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, which I thought yeah. as well. I thought that. And Matthias says he's into kinky stuff, and she said, oddly enough, "I don't know yet. We'll see." I'm going to whip him real good. 
And Matheus then says, as Ken mm. takes a drink from his beer, don't skip the golden showers. Yeah. That's an odd conversation to have with... Uh, with any sister. Yeah. Yeah. And then he says, anyway, where are my shorts? They go, oh, shit, the shorts. And then Matthew stands up and goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Usually reserved for a relative dying or something. <laughs> but no, they've forgotten his shorts. That's the worst thing that could possibly happen. Yeah, and he cries out loud when he sees that the shorts have shrunk. My birthday just wouldn't be right without planting a little tree. And then we get uh, Walter, he's back, he's got some more military music playing, he's cleaning his rifle, and he spots a, a fly on the wall. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so what are you going to do? Yeah, what can, well, what can you do? Well, you've got a rifle in your hand, you've got a fly on the wall. Yeah. You're going to shoot it. Yeah. Just as your wife walks in the room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. nearly blows her head off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she says, "Yeah, I told you before, no, no shooting inside the house." And he's like, "Oh, sorry," <laughs> which shows that he has been told. Yes, like he, like anyone would have to be told that. And she's got a, she got a present for him. Yeah, because yeah, it's his <laughs> birthday. Remember? Yeah, yeah, because he's planted a tree. He's, uh, it's it's full on birthday, and what is it? It's well disguised, whatever it is. <laughs> it's uh, and he opens it up. And it's it's a new Conan sword, <laughs> which, to be honest, is on my list this year. Anyway, yeah, so he gets a Conan sword for his birthday, which he is bloody over the moon with. He really enjoys that, and rightly so. <laughs> we start following a, a girl called Tanya now. Yeah, yeah, we, we have a little interlude now where it gets boring. Yeah. It's, it's, it, these are bits that you could possibly watch on uh, the old 1.5 <laughs> on, yeah. on your control. Because the thing is, I have no idea who this character is. No, she's just appeared. Uh, Apparently she's been in China for four years. And the voiceover when she's reading the letter sounds like the dad, which I'm guessing is the dad. I think it does say Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's written her a letter inviting her to his birthday party. Yeah. From China. Almost sounds like a love letter, though. (laughs) And then she remembers dancing with someone who, up to this point, you've not met yet. So I'm like, who the hell is this guy? It's because the letter says... um, Hugo will be here. Yeah. Life has changed for him. And then, like, we just thought, who the hell is Hugo? And yeah. uh, it, it turns out that Tanya and Hugo were an item before she just fucked off to China for four years for reasons unknown. But during that four years, of course, Hugo's life has changed. That he got married to somebody else. Uh, Edith, of course, who we mentioned yes. earlier. Yeah, but but she has a flashback to happier times. Um well, not necessarily happy, actually. She's there telling him that he's, she's going to China for four years. So, yeah, it, it, it's it's pointless, really. It just gives us a pointless scene just to give us a little bit of backstory to who the hell Tanya is. And we cut straight back to the football. Is it uh, a daughter of Walter? No. No, just a friend? No, it's just somebody they know. I don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah, so we, we're straight back to, to the soccer game. Yeah, and... Uh, Matheus, or somebody dubbing Matheus, shouts, come on forward, watch the defense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which is a classic football shout. And whilst he's shouting all that, obviously he's, he's got some ridiculous shorts on. Because they're not his shorts, because they got shrunk, which he cried about earlier. It's like um, Hawaiian shorts, like swimming shorts down to past, just past his knees. Bermuda sort of board shorts, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, really are ridiculous. Which leads one of the crowd, there's about like four people watching, she she shouts, hey goalie, 
you'd look better without the shorts. <laughs> Which, you know, you may take as a compliment. He doesn't. Hey, Cooley, you'd look better without the shorts. Suck my dick, bitch! I like when uh, they recommence the game and uh, you just hear the player saying, yeah. pass it to me. Yeah, kick it to me. Kick it to me. Come on, go. Yeah, come on, go, go. Just pretty much everything you do shout whilst playing football. Yeah, and also the ref sort of dancing around the place. Yeah, yeah, it's great. You, you cannot possibly choreograph football. There's just no way you can. I've seen lots of football-based films all where football happens. You you just cannot choreograph. No, them. it's bad, it's yeah. It's so difficult yeah. because it is such a natural game. Kick it to me. Come on, go, go. Foul, foul. Free kick. He gets a free kick against him. Yeah, blasted straight into his balls. So he's, he spills it, obviously, because uh, he's, he's in pain. So he falls to the ground. And whilst the football is loose, one of the attackers slides in to try and capitalise on that and um, just kicks him straight in the balls again. It's uh, actually quite a painful-looking thing. And it's enough to cause another flashback because uh, the next thing you see is uh, is the old woman again, who the one that severed the head. Uh, she is being held as the the sacrifice, I guess. Well, she's being uh, burnt at the stake. And when, when, once they set fire to her, she tells Matthias that he will he will be born throughout the ages to prep for his father's arrival. Yes, you are chosen. Yeah, which makes everyone just suddenly turn around and attack him, like they're going to take her word for it. I was going to say they literally just have no qualms <laughs> in turning on him. You know why? Why wouldn't you trust her? She has just been found with a severed head in a bag. Yeah, so so they just start beating him to death with like, axes. Yeah, the <laughs> first one, the first one's just like right in his face. Yeah, just an axe in the face, and then he's sort of bludgeoned and kicked and stabbed to death for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's a good minute. That's I think again, that's his special effects, though, isn't it? That, yeah. that's what it is. It, it is violent, and it looks violent, and it looks nasty, but. Because of the ridiculous humour of the earlier scenes, it's like, yeah, whatever. I get, it's, it's like that, yeah, again, 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 again. Is this a serious film or is it a comedy? You cut out all the comedy, this is just nasty, this film. And then he actually wakes up in real life and he's got a doctor looking intently at his balls. At his balls, yeah. yeah he says, oh, that's some nice equipment here. Do you know what the scrotum is? <laughs> <laughs> Is that dialogue, or are you asking me? Well, that's both. All right. No. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Uh, the mom shouts out the window next. Uh, <laughs> yeah, then we cut back to real time. <laughs> Walter, Matthias got hurt during the match. Walter doesn't really seem that bothered. No, until she follows it up with, he hurt his penis. <laughs> yeah, then he cares. Yeah, he says, for heaven's sake, is it serious? And then she just goes, nah. <laughs> she just says, nah. Walter. Yeah? Matthias got hurt during the match. What? He hurt his penis. For heaven's sake, is it serious? Uh, nah. Oh, shit. A soldier needs his Johnson. He can't fight without one. It's not that bad. He needed some stitches. Mutilation? Now calm down and get inside. Someone has to pick him up. And it's it's her because he doesn't. Yeah, we, she we, brings we, him back to the house. Yeah, we see inside uh, Matthias's bedroom, and he's got a kickboxer poster. Yeah, uh, Escape from New York poster on his wall, 
we see more posters in a minute, but uh, that, that's just him sitting down with his painful penis. <laughs> then we get a drunk guy uh, just sort of staggering around outside. Uh, some some other guy on a bike just steals his alcohol and laughs, shouts, get a job. Yeah. Uh, but before he can uh, appreciate his own abuse, he uh, is immediately hit by a <laughs> yeah. pickup truck, yeah. <laughs> which knocks him to his death and then crashes straight into another car that we've not even seen. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? What's, what's that? He's a hit and run, isn't he, this guy? Yeah, because uh, the guy in the other car also gets, like, sort of falls out of his own driver's window to his death. And the other guy, he, he just drives off again. The pickup truck drives off. Unusual and uh, totally unexplained. I think it's Matheus next. He strips we, we, down. We go, we go back to Matheus, yeah, who's uh, wearing very, very small pants. He is wearing his sister's pants. It's like uh, Tanga, Tanga briefs, um, they're known as, uh, which means there's no material on the sides, which is a ridiculous look for pants. Um, he's also got an Untouchables um, poster on his wall. Yeah, and an Arnold Schwarzenegger looks like it's Terminator. So he's 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 got some film posters up there, yeah. which I don't know whether that was just uh, Ittenbach or whether that's his real bedroom. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he spills a yellow liquid. Yeah, he, he's, he shouts. He's looking for some ointment, and then he it just knocks over the liquid. Starts burning him. Starts seeing smoke. Yeah. Then his parents come in. See what all the shouting's about. Yeah. <laughs> again it's an absolute classic line um he says what is that and walter says oh i found i found it outside uh along with this book and she, she says why would you bring it inside yeah which he counters with what the hell what is it this stuff it hurts so bad you want this liquid over you what is it i found it in the suitcase this morning and why did you bring it inside how should i know that he would pour it on his dick yeah. <laughs> it's one of my laugh out loud which, moments which seems to be a reasonable thing to say in any situation yeah <laughs> so, you know I mean you could bring anything into your house you wouldn't expect somebody to pour it on their dick but uh, yeah apparently you should have thought about that <laughs> just love how frank the dad is so how else person who's going to pour it on his dick <laughs> <laughs> well he throws it out the window anyway because he's being blamed for stuff so he just picks it up throws it out the window yeah. which uh, somehow lands right next to where the drunk is. This bottle of liquid lands near Fluorescent him. yellow liquid. Yeah, he picks it up, he drinks it, He uh, his head explodes. Almost instantly. Yeah, yeah, it's just a straightforward, he drinks the drink, two seconds, head blows up. <laughs> yeah, that's him dead. That's another good um, like prosthetic there as well, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. It looks it's, seamless. It's good, it's good quality, the way they've done it. He's, he's then told, here, read this book. <laughs> I found this book as well. Read it. You you like this kind of thing. So Matthias is just left reading oh, the book yeah. with yeah, pain, in his with, room. with painful balls. Yeah, this is when Edith turns up, isn't it, with a downtrodden yeah. husband? Fucking is as well. Yeah. The husband's voice is great as well at the beginning. It's so monotone. Like he's just fucking given up. He always is. Yeah. Yeah. He just seems so downtrodden. It's unbelievable. And Edith congratulates Walter on his birthday. Yeah, after being told to. Yep. And she says, I've been to New York, which is an unusual thing to say. It seems just nobody asked. Yeah. And nobody reacts to that either, except just looking at her. And she goes dancing off into the house as well. Yep, like a twat. Yeah. And then uh, Tanya turns up in a taxi, and this is the first time I was like, oh, hang on. 
Yeah, because I didn't think at first that the uh, the guy in the in the written novel in the written note was Hugo from this party. I didn't actually know what the hell it had to do with anything, but uh, yeah, she turned up and I was like, oh, here we go then. Maybe some semblance of plot because at this point, I don't know how long we are into the film, but I was thinking a good fifty minutes in, I think mm. forty-five, fifty minutes. And of course, when when you get that far into a film, where are you going to go? Jesus Christ, crucifixion. <laughs> that's where you're going to go. Yeah. That lasts quite a long time as well, doesn't it? Yeah, too long. Yeah. Too long. We we go back to Jesus being crucified and, um, yeah, it's just pointless again. Somebody just shouts at Jesus. Yeah. He shouts, hey, if you're the son of God, why don't you get him to let us go? Yeah. S- something like that. And the other one shouts, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> we know why we're here, but he's innocent. And uh, he says, yeah, you can join me in the paradise and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> and someone else turns up and she's, you know, I don't know. It's, I'd much rather just watch Life of Brian at this point. I mean, you've got, um, what's his name, Christian. He turns up. I think he's drunk before <laughs> anything even starts as an Christian. Yeah. yeah. Um, what happens after that, you see, we get all that rubbish. Um, there's the anointing uh, of Jesus with a suspiciously yellow liquid. So maybe we're thinking... That yellow liquid brought Jesus back to life. Yeah. It's, it's supposed to be one big connection that that's what does it, but we're not really sure where that came from in the first place, this liquid. <laughs> we go back to um, the party, and that's when uh, Walter gets given another gift. He opens it up. It's a, it's a hand grenade. Yeah. A hand grenade lighter, he says. Just what he always wanted. Just, he does say that's what he always wanted. And then says, Hugo, did you did you think of this? Edith says, no, Hugo doesn't think of anything. He's a fucking useless idiot. <laughs> or something along those lines. That's when Christian turns up, yeah. smashes the door open. Hugo flies off and falls over and smashes Hits something. him in the face. Yeah, he? <laughs> falls over and damages things. Yeah. Hey, and, and then uh, Edith's just sort of all over him. Yeah, Christian, just some black guy dressed like he's from Miami Vice. Yeah. I actually thought it was Clarence from the E Street Band. <laughs> <laughs> Edith asks if he wants a drink and I'm sure during the dialogue she calls him my little chocolate cookie she does yeah <laughs> oh god which again I'm not sure if it's just the dubbing team whether it's the original dialogue or whether I dreamt it but at least you you, you remember it no so. I do yeah yeah then we obviously then we cut back to Edith calling Hugo a useless prick yeah right to his face Hey, hey, I asked you something. Sorry? What was it, what I asked you, huh? I can't recall. Yes, you never can recall. You're always up, it's same as usual. You never know anything, and you never really end anything, especially when it comes to performing between the sheets. Yeah, please. Everybody can hear this. You're impotent. You don't get a hard-on. I want everyone to know that you don't get a hard-on. He just can't. You know what's ahead of you. I'll kick the shit out of you. No, stop that. Okay, you can't face the truth. Come on, Hugo. Here, have another beer. Thanks. <laughs> she throws a drink in his face. As she well. does, yeah. yeah she slaps she, him and then throws a yeah, drink in which his is, face. Which is, we're not really sure why. But, um, yeah, she, she's not happy, regardless. And uh, Christian, he wants another drink. Christian's been hitting the drink hard. But then we get everyone, like, connecting glasses, saying cheers, but everyone says it, like, considering there's about 
seven people there. It must be said about 15 times or something <laughs> like, like they've forgotten they've already said cheers. Yeah. And again, it's all down to the dubbing. So I suggest that we raise our glasses to our good old fellow Walter. Cheers. 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 Hugo, stop drinking. Oh, come on, Edith. Let him have a drink. Now, that's what I call a fine vintage. Listen up, everybody. Next month, it's our fourth wedding anniversary. So let's have a nice party again, okay? Come on, friends. Oh, Knock them oh. down. Knock them oh, down. Wait, 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 wait. I'm Walter. Cheers. 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 Edith, listen up. Have a drink. Cheers, 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 cheers. But yeah. uh, they all say cheers too many times. Yeah. And um, <laughs> if we're going to talk about the dubbing, this song that they sing. I don't even know what the hell it is. No, it's, it's like everyone's singing a different song to each yeah. other. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. Here's a clip of it. <laughs> yeah, enjoy that. Yeah, and Matthias finishes reading, and um, he actually he actually leaves his room, um, and and walks into some sort of haunted house-looking place. Yeah, he's like in a tower block of hell. Yeah, he sees uh, Sandra from across the street or whatever. Yeah, who uh, who's sort of walking away from him, and he follows her around the place for a little bit, and ends up finally catching up with her, and she turns out to be a vampire. Yeah, there's some more dialogue. Again, it's it's dubbing, and I don't know whether this was the original dialogue, but uh, somebody says, fuck her for me. <laughs> Someone else says, that bitch is waiting for you. That bitch. <laughs> and, then, and then somebody says, she needs some serious fucking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he wakes up back in his room. Uh, he seems fine for about 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, that, that is after she has bitten his neck. That is literally the calm before the absolute shitstorm that's about to happen to Matheus. Yeah, and this, as I said, like the special this is effects, nasty. This is really, really nasty. Yeah. If it wasn't for the comedy aspects of earlier, this is like absolutely disgusting. I think it's like the metal poles from inside the sofa he's sitting on. Yeah, I could yeah, be wrong. Yeah, there's, there's some springs that sort of uncoil through him. Yeah, and, but, and, and but the, the poles. Yeah, there's some metal poles that just slam through his body. And his whole there's, body has basically got poles through it. There's one that goes through the top of his head, down through, and then yeah, through his smash teeth. through his teeth yeah. out of his mouth. And uh, there's also barbed wire that barbed emerges. barbed wire wrapped around his face. Yeah, and, and his just arms. Norm, yeah, wire just wrapping around him. And that, that's that's it and back. <laughs> the yeah. whole scene's him, and the whole scene's his special effects yeah. on himself. And it's, oh, it's just... It is just a really nasty piece. And then it cuts back to the party. You've got Edith just being a fucking nightmare again and talking about Christian's dick. No one can say I'm not a loving wife. 
I've tried as hard as I could. I have, you know I've tried. I just, oh, he's Edith, useless. Edith, that's enough, let it be. Okay, so let's stop the conversation. Sounds like a good Kristen, idea. Kristen, Kristen. We get along much better, don't we? It's said that you blacks have some very impressive equipment. <laughs> I had a friend in private school in Switzerland. She was with a black man. You know what? After one week, she developed uterine contusion. <laughs> but she liked it. Oh, stallion. <laughs> somebody's dick in front of Hugo who's just sat there picking his nose yeah, Hugo, Hugo does this and again this is like childish humour but mm. he, he picks his nose and uh, sort of like rolls it all up all in close up slow motion and yeah, stuff. It's, it's made with some sort of wax thing doesn't yeah, it? it's just ridiculous it's it quite horrible he rolls it up into like a massive ball probably like the size of a 5p piece or something like that Edith makes some joke about Matheus being a eunuch because of the thing with the football that happened earlier and laughs for, for ages. Like, she laughs for so long after she, she makes that joke. Inga, how is Matheus doing? <gasps> Heaven's sake, my baby. I'll go have a look. Yes, let's see if he's a eunuch by now. Yeah, and Hugo just flicks the snot and you get a, a close-up look of the snot flying through the air and it lands in her mouth and she swallows it. That's the sort of humour you're dealing with <laughs> at this point in the film. In uh, if, if you were to look at the uh, IMDb, if you look at Pimutas, the first like uh, buzzword on there is booger. Oh, is it? It says booger. Yeah. I'll give, I'll give you all of them, actually. It says booger, exploding body, backward slasher, Bare breasts, female pubic hair, and 75 more. There's a soundbite for the end of the podcast right there, Ken. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. The only one I disagree with is Backward Slasher. I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) The rest of them, four out of four. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So Booger is number one. The mom asks, actually, where's Racina? Where is she? And uh, the dad very bluntly says, probably going down on Taco. Yeah, well, why not? Yeah. We see Edith, she she asks Christian if he'd like to go for a walk with her. And he replies by just vomiting all yeah, over just her. just being sick all over her. All Which is what we'd all be like. Dress and everything. <laughs> Which I think we'd all do. Yeah, I'm very pleased that he did it. Yeah, the mum helps Edith uh, to get cleaned up. Meanwhile, Walter helps clean up. <laughs> just by knocking everything <laughs> off the table. I really like that. It actually made me laugh out loud. <laughs> he's trying to clean up. I never just... really noticed that at all until I watched it again yeah. yesterday. Yeah, and, and he, just, he picks... just spills everything <laughs> everywhere. And he picks up the... It's got like a plate full of like chicken or something. He just empties it onto the carpet, onto the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's men cleaning for you. Uh, the mum, she's got... Uh, Edith in the in the, the bathroom and she's complaining about a dress and it's her favourite one and she's never going to get it clean again. The mum kind of ignores her and says that I'm just going to go check on Matheus. And as she walks into the room, there's a sort of a bloody hand that just reaches out and grabs her yeah, face. Yeah, a sort of demonic hand on, on the face. Never explained. Never seen again. You don't see her again, do you, nope, the mum? No, nope, she's out of there. The sister comes back as well at this point and she's bought tacos. 
Yeah, here he is. Here's, here's the taco you've been hearing about. Oh, no, sorry, taco. I thought she bought food. Sorry, yes. She bought taco, the boyfriend, who looks a bit like Kenby Wilde. Taco, uh, as, as a fun fact, and it's not really that fun, but uh, taco doesn't speak at all. No. In this film. If Ken if Ken shaved a foot off his own height, this this could potentially be Ken B. Wild right here. Yeah, well that, maybe I will then. <laughs> maybe I will. I can go to all the conventions as Taco. <laughs> as tacos. <laughs> yeah, I can I can live the dream. I'll tell you what else is odd, is that um we just then cut to a priest just having a wank. <laughs> yeah, over some lesbian pornography. It's quite refreshing to see a priest wanking over lesbian porn. I'm not sure if it's refreshing to ever see that. Well, it's, it's better than... Not refreshing. I don't know if you should use the word refreshing to see a priest <laughs> masturbating <laughs> at all. At least it's not a, a child. Oh, dear. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! It turns out that Matheus has stumbled upon this church. I don't know how far away it is from the house. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm guessing it's Matthias because it's a bloody hand the same as... No, I'm just not sure if it is. I yeah. just think it's something else. Might be, yeah, because the, 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 I only say that because it, like the bloody hand grabbed the mom and then it's sort of the, the hand's covered in blood later. But um, the priest thinks that it's some sort of necrophiliac going around yeah, trying to well, molest the corpses. Yeah, that's because he's a priest. He knows that sort of thing happens. Yeah, he's got a gun, the priest. Of course he's got he a has. Gun, yeah. Of course he has, yeah. <laughs> I think he actually shouts out something about necrophilia, doesn't he? Yeah, he's he's just shouting basically, um, stop it, I'm having a wank. (laughs) (laughs) Name of the pitch, get it down. It's alive, it's alive, it's alive. We cut to a bar. This is a weird bar full of very odd people. This this is again a classic case of the uh, dubbing over the original Absolutely, dialogue. Yeah. I would love to know what the original dialogue was, but I'm almost certain it's not what we hear. I think the bartender's got a great voice. The in bartender, this. he only says one thing. Yeah, yeah but it's like uh, he's there. He's doing a bit of a cocktail shaker. Yeah, and then you just hear a voice saying, uh, "I want another lager." Yeah, and he says. Coming up, yeah, <laughs> it's really, it's really deep, deep. Coming up, I like. A, um, there's a there's a guy in the booth as well who sees a woman walk past and he just says, "I'd like to fuck you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, two two guys get delivered drinks. Let's pound them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, guy. Let's pound them. <laughs> it's, it's things that people don't say, in pubs. <laughs> Let's <Yeah>. pound them. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Always bad news, nothing but bad news from you. And when you come up with something positive. Hey, I want another lager! Coming up. Cheers. <laughs> Let's go to your place. Here's your lager. Let's pound it. I'd like to fuck you. Brilliant, and then the zombies walk just in. Just walk in so yeah. nonchalant. Yeah, zombies just come in. And I say, uh, and and obviously we get the uh, we don't like your kind around here. Yeah, it's like like not not more zombies. Go back to the cemetery. Yeah, like, stuff like that. Oh, see, if only they knew. Yeah, and if only they knew. And then uh, total chaos. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. As one of them bites his arm. Yeah, that's the question you'd ask. And uh, obviously the the pub scene is it, just uh, chaos, and it ends with a a, a tray. From one of the um, barmen, possibly the manager, being thrown in a hard ticket to Hawaii style frisbee that ends up slashing the neck of a zombie. 
Yeah, but once the zombies come in, it's just an absolute free-for-all, isn't it? They don't initially think it's zombies. They say, get back to the cemetery and all that stuff. Once one person gets bit, the next thing you know, the whole place yeah, is... Yeah, the whole is just running everywhere, and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And then we see Sandra. Then we head back to Sandra. Yeah, and as I say, Sandra is is a, a character I kept getting confused with Tanya because they look very similar. Sandra is a massively irrelevant character. Yeah, I don't understand why she's in she it at all. no part in this. You didn't really need both, did you? One or the other. No, really. I mean, she, she heads to the party um, via the basement Not, or yeah, something. Um, she, uh, she burns the cake. That Who's that I, cake I'm, for? I'm guessing she's providing for the party, for Walter. Well, they're about six hours late to the party, but, isn't she? But, you know, anyway, she, she she's in their basement or their, their barn or whatever it is. And uh, zombies walk in. And she just immediately attacks them with death. Yeah, she is not she even know, at all. She doesn't even know what they are, what's going on. She's nothing else. But uh, yeah, she will kill them. Without even thinking twice, without even calling out to them and telling them to stop or whatever. She just thinks, okay, these must be zombies and just kills every single one of them. And there's quite a lot of them as well. She yeah. kills quite a lot of them, which yeah. is fair play. Uh, until she she has her head cut off. Or ripped off by some sort of like electrical bloke. Yeah, I guess it's Matheus. Isn't I think it? it's Matheus. Yeah, it's Matheus looking like the fucking Incredible Melting Man yeah. in his pajamas. Yeah, he's got like some sort of big head on. It's a shame because uh, when he was alive, of course, Matheus fancies Sandra. Yeah, I like that he's in his like pajamas or he's like or some sort of like silky tracksuit kimono. <laughs> Oh, bloody Hugh Hefner. <laughs> um, oh, God, we get to even a more horrific scene now as well, which is uh, the BDSM scene between mm. Racina and, and some tacos. And, uh, yeah, they're in the middle of doing that. She's, like, whipping him. Yeah, she's not really into it. No, she's kind of I think like, he is just, either. She's just sort of, like, draping the whip over him every now and then. Yeah. That's not how it works. And uh, all of a sudden, the fucking wall just... <laughs> Smashes yeah, the whole wall. The whole, the whole wall. wall gives up. I'm sure that's a bathroom. The other side of that <laughs> that wall. <laughs> anyway, and, zombies. Yeah, they burst in, and she literally just fucks off. Yeah, she just leaves Taco to it. Yeah, yeah she leaves the zombies. Of course, of course he's restrained yeah. during this pathetic whipping. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, leaves zombies to an all-you-can-eat taco buffet. Yeah, which sounds they qu- they indulge in. Sounds quite pleasant. I don't. I've never had a taco. Really? I don't know what it is. It's a, about a five foot ten Mexican man <laughs> that oh. enjoys BDSM. Maybe I will. She she uh, she bursts into the living room, still in all of her BDSM gear, and everyone just tells her to fuck off, basically, except yeah. for Tanya. <laughs> yeah, Christian even just laughs at her. Once the tacos are all done, they move away from the bed and break into the living room, and she actually gets a really cool kill, Racina. Yeah. Yes, yeah, some of the like one of these zombies has got a machete. Don't know where they've got it from, but yeah. they've got a machete, and they throw it through Racina's face. Yeah, it's great. Which is nice. It's a great, yeah, yeah it's a great uh, visual. And only then do they believe that it's true. So much so that Walter says, "That does it." Yes. <laughs> That's what's annoyed him. That does it. He's I seen de- enough. I declare war on you. Yeah. Grabs his Conan sword off the wall. Tells Hugo to uh, to lead the others to the barn. 
I like how this is when Edith decides to start being a fucking nightmare again and starts fighting with Hugo as they're like literally trying to set the door up so it doesn't like no one's allowed to get in. Yeah, they, they say, I know why Walter sent us here. It's his firearms collection he always used to show me. That's yeah. why they're in the barn, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I like how Edith goes to storm off as well at this point and just falls over on the skateboard. Yeah. Hits <laughs> her head and starts crying. We get him. Hugo tells a uh, a story about a shoeshine. Oh, God, which, I don't even understand this. Which is, it, it's from Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> I looked this up as well to see if it was literally word for word for what Rambo says at the end of his, like, in, in First Blood. <laughs> it's incredibly close. Is it? He's talking about a Mercedes, isn't he? Yeah. But the, but the thing is, what the hell is is Hugo on about? What war was he in? What conflict was he in? I can't. I can't remember what he was talking about. But something with cars and terrorism. I don't yeah, know. but that's, that's that's Rambo. Yeah. Yeah. He always wanted a Chevy. Yeah. I'll never get to drive my Chevy. Is what is said in Rambo. This yeah. one is. I just want my Mercedes. I just. Yeah. And his his legs were off. And it's it's the same story as Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> but in Premuta. <laughs> we saw this little boy, and he was shouting, "Shoe shine, shoe shine." So Jürgen decided to get his shoes shined and he went over and then the boy opened his box and, and suddenly I noticed these wires. The thing blew up and Jürgen got hurled across the street. I ran to him and, and there he was covered in his own blood and he screamed and he screamed. And some intestines came out and he yelled, I want my Mercedes, my Mercedes. And I just couldn't find his goddamn legs. Oh, that must have been terrible. <laughs> Hugo uh, punches Edith in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a long time coming. She says that, Hugo, you're never allowed to talk to Tanya again. And he calls her a whore and a slut mm. at the same time. A whore slut. A slaw. <laughs> a hut. <laughs> <laughs> slaw. Yeah, punches her right in the fucking face. Yeah. And he even gets, like, hero music. Yeah, so, yeah, he just punches his wife in the face. She says she wants and a, a div- boy. And a boy, Hugo. <laughs> she says uh, she wants a divorce, and he says that's a good idea. Yeah, it is a good idea because, god damn it, Edith. We then go and watch um, Walter again Walter, kicking ass. Absolute bloodbath. Yeah, he calls himself the king, the master of the sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite right, too. Yeah. And there's loads of really great examples of low-budget exactly, gore. that's what I mean. He is ripping people to pieces, isn't he? Yeah. The zombies break into the barn finally, and, and uh, it looks like they're going to just devour all the people in there. But then again, Walter turns up and saves them. Lots of headshots with guns, lots of really good effects there as well. Edith actually gets surrounded and gets taken to the ground. Nick Hugo just decides not to save her and just watches her get like her leg ripped off. And yeah, then... and kind of kind of gives us a little smile. He starts laughing a little yeah, bit, doesn't he? Exactly. Yeah. Is that too much? <laughs> Is that too much vengeance for that woman? No. 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 She deserved everything. And yeah. then, then we get some more punk rock. Yeah. It is a punk rock montage all the way. Yeah, loads of sort of zombie deaths, throats, heads slits. being exploded. Uh, it's just like shotguns blowing people's heads up. Karate kicks. It should be pointed out by now that uh, Christian, at this point, just decides to just use to exclusively use karate <laughs> to fight these <laughs> these zombies for some reason. Well, why not? What do you think about an anal probe? 
Oh, not just now. Let's finish this. <laughs> Walter, as he shoves it, I think it's like some sort of like, is it like a... I think it's a pressure washer, isn't it? It's like a jet wash. Is it? I something. thought it was like a thing for your tyres. Oh, well, one of them. Yeah, Either, either way, is. there's an awful lot of pressure going in. <laughs> he shoves it up their arse and turns it at full blast and they just explode from the <laughs> inside out, don't they? Yeah, I'm not sure what it is. From now until the end of the film, it's just like quick cuts of just ridiculous over-the-top gore. I mean, now you see Walter, he turns up with a chainsaw. Yeah, he's got a chainsaw now out of a cupboard or something. Uh, Hugo starts cracking-wise a bit too much for my liking, to be honest, but he, he carries on. He says, hey, easy rider, yep. join the Hell's Angels Yeah. to a, a guy who's in a sort of cyclist helmet. He lifts the visor up and shoot Shot, him. Shotgun in his shotgun face. Shotgun in yeah. the head, yeah. Shotgun through the visor slit. Well, yeah. He gets a two-gun roll as well. Yeah. Absolutely pointless rolling with two guns, one in each hand just rolling over. It's like from a double impact. Absolutely pointless as well because these are zombies. They're yeah. not shooting at him. Yeah. So what's the point? Why does he just stand still? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I put his, I put uh, Hugo's all in at this point, channeling JCVD and double impact for yeah. the floor roll. See, what's the point? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And he dies through the air at one point as well. And lands. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just, just Jesus wait. Christ. Just wait for them. And he must put like 20 rounds into each zombie. It's good yeah. thing they don't have to reload these weapons. <laughs> yeah, and not in the face either. There's no headshots for most of this. Yeah. Like they didn't even know the rules. At one point, I believe he shouts, die faster. He does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the same one he shoots about 20 times. Yeah, which if you shot him in the head once, he would have. I will say there's a zombie that turns up in his pants that gets his arms and legs cut off that just looks brutal. Mm. It looks yeah, horrible. exactly. It's all it's all nasty looking. It's just like dirty special effects. Yeah. It's, it's not your your blood red, shiny stuff going on. Yeah, it's it not just arty. Looks, it's, just dirt, it's just dirty blood, man. I've always thought dirty blood. That was your rap name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, of course all good things must come to an end and Walter finally cops it, gets overpowered, gets his neck ripped out by yeah, a zombie. It is a shame. Yeah, he's my favourite character in the film. Uh, everyone's. And uh, Hugo is just destroyed, he's beside himself. And um, he hasn't got too much time to grieve because in comes fucking Matheus again. Yeah, big, big old Promutos with his uh, big flashing head. Yeah, with his head like a prolapsed anus. <laughs> That's him, yeah. <laughs> that was described in the, uh, the screenplay. <laughs> he grabs Tanya by the throat. A fucking tank turns up Yeah, now, Just smashes through the garage. Where did yeah. that come from? Oh, well, Walter, obviously. Yeah. Walter's got, that kept? He's got several weapons and a tank. Just starts firing randomly missiles into the... Into the blowing s- zombies up, <laughs> one at a time. Into the small open space of the barn. <laughs> just sm- blowing zombies up. Turns out it's Hugo. He leaves, it is. he leaves the tank and gets onto the, the turret that's on the side, kills a shitload more. And uh, unfortunately, Matheus, who's like, what's he supposed to be? Premutas, the I king th- of I the devil. So. Or, the, or the son of Premutas. I don't know. I don't know what the actual story is supposed to be about. Yeah, well, I mean, he dies because he walks forward and trips over the skateboard yeah. <laughs> and falls over. Well, Edith did it, you know. And then because, you know, one line is galore. He says to him, goodbye, pizza face, and mm. shoots him and kills him. Well, he did look a bit like a pizza. Matheus melts away, leaving, of course, who I assumed was Jesus. Yeah, I think that he reforms as Jesus. Yeah. 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 He kind of look, doesn't look like knows what's going on, but he can shoot electric out his hands like Palpatine. Yeah. 
And Jesus. And Jesus. Yeah, which I think I read. It looks like too much for our heroes, Ken. I don't think they're going to survive this bit. No, they're not. No, you're right. The end. (laughs) Oh, no, hang on. Oh, got another note, have you? Yeah, wait, because um, remember that grenade lighter? Yeah. Yeah, it turns out it's a real grenade or something, or they already had a real grenade, in which case, what's the point of having a grenade lighter? Well, luckily, Jesus also trips over the skateboard and lands on his arse. And he thinks, oh, what's this? A grenade? Yeah, he just throws it Cause, to Because he doesn't know what it is, because he's from biblical times before it existed. Just looks at it really close up. Yeah, and blows up, kills him, uh, burns the, the barn to the ground. Yeah, everyone just explodes. Hugo says, wow, what a blast. It's clever. Even more clever is Tanya that instantly just says, I want to marry you, I want to be your wife. Uh, they kiss, and as they do that, um, the hit-and-run guy from earlier... <laughs> Remember him? Yeah. Remember him who drove off in a hurry? Yeah, he he's, only, he's only gone full circle. <laughs> he turns up and ploughs into them right <laughs> at the end there, which I thought was a really good ending, a really good choice. I, I did. And uh, and that is literally the end. Yeah. It ends immediately there. And then we get a um, a body count. Yes. A, a literal body counter. And yeah. that gives us how many? Can you remember? 139. 139 dead people. And this, this was because I always used to think, wouldn't it be great if there was a film where everybody in it died totally, even the people at the end? And I think this is that film. Yeah. Absolutely. Everybody you see in this film dies. And brilliant. Yeah. And that's the end of it. Just looking at the runtime. One hour 46, isn't it? Yeah. That's a kill every 1.31 minutes in that film. That's superb. Yes. <laughs> it is though, isn't it? Yeah, it is, that's, yeah. That's incredible. I mean, the first bed and is 46 seconds into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm assuming the 139 is, is dead on balls accurate. Well, he made the film. Yeah. You'd think he'd kept count. Yeah. Or did you, Olaf? You're making me do it. Yeah. Because I can't. Yeah. Because I've got no record of any of this. I'm not watching it again. Not tonight. No. Give me I, a Give me a week. Yeah. <laughs> And that's it. As we say, it it came out in what nineteen ninety seven. Yep. Um, German release. I would recommend anyone who's into into splatter um, horror, into lots of gore, uh, lots of body horror. I guess. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you if you take away the humour of it, it's just horrific. Yes. But with the humour of it, it's just fun. I totally agree, and uh, this is definitely would this be a Kenby Wild recommends? Yeah, hundred percent, and it has been, as you know, because it was me that gave you it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I recommend this to everybody. It's just, just incredible. It's an incredible film. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! And with that, we will bring this week's episode of the podcast to a close. Thank you as always to my co-host Kenby Wild. Oh, thank you. So what did you think to this week's episode? What did you think to this week's film, Premutos? Have you ever seen it before? Is it going to be one that you're going to check out after listening to this episode? Let us know. The email address, badmoviecourt.gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. If you want to discuss this week's episode with other cult members, you can. You just need to search Bad Movie Discussion Group on Facebook. All links will be available in the show notes. Join us again in a week's time. We'll be back with another movie review, deep dive, and film pitch right here on the Bad Movie Cult Podcast. See you next week. I will. Dominic Lawton can be wild. 
Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. My birthday just wouldn't be right without planting a little tree. <laughs> 